When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. News from the Krabby Coffee Shop is brought to you by AimHighConstructionMN.com and by Mid-Minnesota Motorhead Car Club on Facebook. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Actually, I'm kind of crabby today. Oh, shocking. Um, yeah. Uh, normally it's fake crabby, but today it's real. <laughs> what um, happened? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I think it's that thing I have to do on my talk that, uh, what do you guys oh. call it? The dirty jobs down and dirty. Project down and dirty? Yeah. Construction? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Even, though, even though that's what I really want to do for a living, I... The timing is really, really bad for me. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not here to complain. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to complain, and I don't want to talk about me. What I want to do today is, at least for the first uh, part of the show, humiliate my friend John. Oh, um, good, good. Can't wait for my life calling. So we're going to put <laughs> off doing stories until the latter half of the of the uh, show. And we, I think we forgot to do Johnny on the spot last week, didn't we? I, I think we might have. I don't know. So sure. <laughs> I went to the internet, and truthfully, John, I don't care if you uh, cheat. So if I hear you clicking away on the keyboard, I'll just assume you're cheating and looking okay. up answers. But sure. all of all of these trivia questions that I'm going to give you are all uh, m- music and rock and roll related, and they're okay. questions uh, as a grown adult and a music lover, you really should know. Oh. I, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't know these questions... What's wrong with you? Well, let me ask you, did you know all the answers before you looked them up? Good question. I don't think I knew one of them. Okay, well, good. <laughs> and I, I started with a 100, and I pared it down to 25, and I'm guessing we'll probably get to half of them. Five, yeah. And I tried to actually pick questions that are interesting, that I found interesting. I threw a lot away. Uh, like question number one, and I didn't know this one. Uh, what was Freddie Mercury? And, Don, please blurt out if you mm, know. I have what a terrible was memory. Mer- yeah, Freddie Mercury's real name. No clue. I should have practiced this off the air. Farouk Balsara. Huh. Are you, I'm shocked that Farouk changed his name to Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> it would sound not better. I don't expect you to know this one, but I, I want to ask you this question by le- uh, as a way of leading into something here. Uh, before Miley Cyrus recorded Wrecking Ball, it was oh, offered God. to which singer? Don, would you happen to know this? Oh, uh, let's Re- see. Um, maybe. I don't hear uh, the keyboard uh, clacking. Dolly <laughs> Parton. Well, uh, no, you're wrong. That's uh, a really, is it a really country really... artist. No, no, not a country artist. That was wow. a bad guess. Okay, Katy really. Perry. Pink. Pink. Okay, now you two are getting close. Actually, it was Beyonce. Oh, and, uh, Beyonce. Or Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce. Um, 
How do you guys feel when you find out that an artist that you've liked and enjoyed and listened to for a long time, turns out that artist doesn't write any of their own songs? Does that, in your mind, taint them in any way whatsoever? It does not me. Not at all. If, if they're a good interpreter, if they're a horrible interpreter, then yeah, then I think, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, does that do anything for you, Don? Uh, kind of, you know, I respect people more if they write their own music, because I yeah. feel like it's, uh, you know, but I also want songwriters to have a job. Yeah. They, they're kind of like, I'll, don't get any credit, really, except hopefully good money. I'll let you in on a, a height family secret. The only really, really bad fight I ever had with my siblings was it involved sitting around a campfire, maybe drinking a few beers, and uh, my uh, brother and his wife started complaining about Linda Ronstadt because she didn't write anything. And, <laughs> and, of course, it escalated because there was beer involved yeah. and name-calling and that sort of thing started. Oh and did the shirt come off? What year was it? They did. Oh, God, that would have been probably late 70s, early 80s. So a long the, time ago. The long great time ago. Linda Ronstadt fight of 1979. The, well, it's often it? it's often brought up now when I go back and if suddenly we have a divergence of opinion, somebody will say, "All right, build a fire, let's go." <laughs> <laughs> so did Linda? She didn't write any. She didn't write any. No. No. Yeah, in, the one that really sticks in my craw is for some reason. And Frank Sinatra is coming up later in the quiz. Frank didn't write anything. Yeah, right? but such an amazing interpreter, though. I mean, you know, the the definitive version of most of those songs are Frank Sinatra's version because he knew, and he had, a, if you you know this, if you've listened to any of his records, such a great respect for songwriters and composers. Oh, yeah. He would always credit them, always, yeah. Yeah. you know. So I, I, you know, that's a whole different level of... And, and all that, that whole generation, Tony Bennett, same thing. I mean, they just, they're just wonderful interpreters. All right. Uh, question number three, uh, speaking of songwriters, which artist's entire 1985 Live Aid set consisted of just one song? Elton John? No. But I'll give you a hint. Um, His name starts with an E. e. Evil... Knievel. Oh, his first two letters are E-L. Elvis. Elvis Costello. Presley. Yeah, Elvis oh, Costello. Wow. Oh, yeah. What song? Yeah, Do you remember cool. anything from Live Aid? I'm not at all. Yeah, neither am I. I, I. I don't like Elvis Costello, and I don't remember anything about Live Aid, but it was the Beatles song, All You Need Is Love. Oh. Okay. And so I'm reading up on this earlier today, and as it turns out, the run-up, the lead-up to Live Aid, everybody was hoping that the Beatles would reunite. Uh, what year did was Lennon killed? Wasn't it 1980. Yeah. So that wasn't going to happen. No, maybe they thought the remaining three, George and Ringo and Paul. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I watched the song, or I watched half of it. It's pretty good, actually. And it's a it's kind of a cheap way to get the audience involved. You know, sure. it was a sing-along thing. So mm -hmm. uh, that was fun. Uh, oh, here's a good one. What rock icon is the founder of the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Long-Haired Men? Oh. <laughs> a cross-dresser on stage. Oh. David Bowie. 
Yes, okay. Now, the reason I brought this up, because this is great. Um, which guitar icon's mom was the designer for the likes of John Lennon, Ringo Starr, David Bowie, Linda Ronstead, Pointer Sisters, and more? Give which? up? Mm-hmm. Boy, yeah. no time give up. at all. Hurry, give hurry up? up. Give up. Yeah, give up. Hurry up, John. Give okay, up. I, I give up. It's Slash's mom. Well, I just said that. Oh, you did? Yeah. I didn't hear you. It's Slash. Oh, oh, yeah. Slash, oh, Ola Hudson. Geez. Not even getting credit now, I see. She was an American-born... Now, listen to this. She was an American-born fashion designer and costumer. Costumier? Costumier. Uh, you don't have to fancy end. it up. Costumier. She designed costumes for... <laughs> Uh, she designed costumes for s- several famous musicians, Pointer Sisters, Ross, Janet Jackson, Bowie, Lennon, on and on and on. But so I look this up. Slash actually walked in on his mom and David, David Bowie, Bowie. Yeah. naked. I've heard that story. He said they were always together. I caught them naked once. They had a lot of stuff going on, but my... My perspective was limited. Looking back on it, I know exactly what was going on. When I look back on that whole combination of people, I can only imagine how freaky it was. His mom was black. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. I don't know anything about Slash. He's just a you know, guy in the hat that plays guitar. <laughs> Guy in the hat. I want to anyway, know the other people it's a involved. Dr. Seuss book. I want more yeah, of the who story because he says when I look back at all the people involved, who are all the people? Right. There's right. going to be some more celebrities. They're not just going to let some random guy in there. Like well, the Penny. stories are, are are there's many stories about Bowie and various you know, Bette Midler, Mick Jagger, yeah, you know. Nick and yeah, all sorts of people. Yeah, he got Whoa. around. Whoa. He's very liberated, Don. Very like liberated. Mick Jagger very. and David Bowie. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, that and and Mick, ja- and Mick Jagger, David Bowie, and Bette Midler, who yeah. were all at a party and escaped into a room and didn't come out for a while, looking very disheveled. I just, yeah. that is the weirdest combination. I just, yeah. And, and you've heard of, uh, you know the rumor about Mick Jagger, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like a baby hmm. doll. Hung oh. like a baby doll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, question number six. Keith Moon. Keith Moon uh, and John uh, Entwistle of The Who. They inspired the name of what other classic rock band, John Height? You've got to know this. Led Zeppelin. Because what did they say? Uh, Page told him his plans, and uh, they said, oh, that'll go over like a Led Zeppelin. So, in other words, it'll crash and burn. Uh-huh. Uh, number seven, what rock star moonlights as a horror movie writer and director? Don Rob Hub. Zombie. Yeah. So, you've met him. Mm-hmm. Is he as cool as I've heard? I've heard he's one. Of, he's really laid back. Uh yeah. I mean, he didn't really like. He wasn't like super charming or anything like that. He was just kind of like, didn't put out any effort to. He wasn't mean. He just wasn't <laughs> trying to entertain people hmm. in a like positive, like party Alo- way, like Kenny. <laughs> yeah, aloof. <laughs> aloof is what aloof. we. Aloof. Uh, yeah, he was aloof. Yeah. But um, you know, mm. he let people back there like you know i was working at a radio station at the time so some people just really close off their backstage and he'd yeah. let people come into his green room and stuff and and take a picture and stuff and he was like hey thanks for coming you know there wasn't there isn't a special story about it that's cool but, you know that's cool 
Uh, did you ever see him deal with like rabid fanboy or fangirls? You know, mm-hmm. how does he deal with them? Like if Chris Reavers met him, he'd be, can I get you a glass of water? Can I rub your feet? Is there any, do you need oh a chair? God. Is that chair soft enough for you? Is there anything I can do for you, Mr. Zombie? Uh, oh, uh, gosh, he Goldilocks him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, because he has a lot of good people on his tour that control that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. He has yeah. a lot of, like, people that don't let you get too close unless you're taking a picture with him. And, you know, you don't really talk to him that much. You know, I would like that in my everyday life. Just <laughs> somebody to ride around with me. Could you could you run into the store and give me a six pack? Oh, or, for sure. You know, just I'll sit out here in the truck and wait. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, wait, is, isn't that what my wife does? Wait. Oh yikes. Oh wow. <laughs> Question number eight, John. You know this one. Moving yeah, right along. Totally, totally. Uh, who is Marvin Gaye's duet partner? Tammy Terrell. Tammy Terrell, what did I, and I had no idea. Uh, very interesting life. She was actually, before Marvin Gaye, she was with James Brown. I didn't know that. She left him because James Brown would routinely beat the S out of her. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and she sang with uh, Marvin Gaye. Then she developed a, a brain tumor, some sort yeah. of cancer. She yeah. passed away at an early age, but she was also involved with a guy named... Kenny uh, Olsen. No, another guy that actually beat her up a lot. Oh, not Kenny Yikes. Olsen. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was a really sad story, but I had no idea about any of this, and it was a, a very fascinating read. She's got a very long and interesting Wikipedia page that I, I hmm. just thought was really interesting. So um, the question nine is kind of a dumb question that virtually everybody on the planet should get. What artist made up the supergroup, the Traveling Wilburys? Wilburys. Wilburys. Roy Orbison. Yep. Jeff Lynn. Yep. Tom Petty. Yep. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Yep. George Harrison. Which one is still alive? Bob Dylan. Jeff Lynn and Bob Dylan. Oh, is Jeff Lynn still alive? Jeff Lynn's still alive. <laughs> Don't kill off Jeff. Oh, Sorry, no. Jeff. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Have you ever seen my senior high school uh, football picture, uh, Don? Oh, God. Yes, I adore it. It's actually, I blew it up. It's a canvas print up on the wall in my home. That's her way of saying no. No, I have uh, seen it. No, I have. You have a mullet. I look, yeah, I look just like Jeff Lynn. You, yeah, you have a mullet you for do. sure. You I look like, yeah. I, I mean, you look like a 35-year-old man in the picture. That's what, you're, you're that guy in high school where, like, in ninth grade you had a full beard and people are like, what is up with... Kenny and his full beard. The You're drinking right? age. The drinking age at the time was 19, oh, so I could you go sh- in. Yeah, go one you town didn't down. Even have to, yeah. they didn't no. even ask. No, no, no. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Paul McCartney and and I didn't know this one either. I think we're up to 11 here. Oh no, 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 10. Well, better question. Uh, who was the first woman ever inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Mm, hmm. Tina Turner. Oh. Good guess, but no. Okay. Boy, John, I, I'm not can't sure. can't believe I, you didn't blurt this out. I am not sure I know. Uh, hmm. hmm. I, I, don't, I don't even have a guess, to be truthful. Have you no respect? Etta James? 
Oh, Aretha Franklin. Oh. Etta James is in there, yes. as a matter of fact. But less than 8% of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees are women. Eight. Wow. Yeah. They're still so less pretty than light. one out of every 10. Hmm. Yeah. That seems like it should change. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Um, Paul McCartney, John Lennon, they wrote a uh, Rolling Stones song, John. What is that? They wrote, I Want to Be Your Man. I knew you'd get that one. Uh, who is the only country artist to have top 20 hits in uh, on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart for six straight decades? Who is the only country artist to have a top 20 hit on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart for six straight decades? Six straight. You got to go You're back. No. That's, that's, that's a good guess. It's okay. I'll Johnny Cash. I'll give you a hint. Okay. It's a, it's a lady. Oh, oh, Tanya Tucker. No. Uh, Dolly, Parton? Dolly Parton? Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. That's how long she's been around, Dolly. Yeah. yeah. I should have looked up what her first one was. I used to love watching the Julie? old Porter Wagner reruns. Oh, Remember Porter he had Wagner. a show? He had right. a show in the 60s, and she was a regular on there. It, it Can was, you believe that story about he wouldn't let her go? He wouldn't release her from her yeah, contract. Yeah. And then she wrote the what was the song she wrote? I'll always always love I'll you. Always love the one you. Whitney Houston. Yeah. Yep. Right. Right. Okay. Here's something else I learned. Thirteen. Question number thirteen. Art Garfunkel initially declined to sing one of Simon and Garfunkel's biggest hits solo. Which song is it? Bridge over troubled water. And this is a, a this question. You're right, by the way, but the question is wrong. Um, Simon wrote the song, and he wrote yeah. it for Art. He couldn't wait to play it for Art. Uh, the melody, the high notes, would be perfect for him. Uh, he didn't want to sing it. Simon told Rolling Stone in '73. He couldn't hear it for himself. He felt I should have done it many times, and many times I'm sorry I didn't do it. Boy, those two have a crappy relationship. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> but Garfunkel remembers it differently. When Paul showed me Bridge Over Troubled Water, he said it was for me. I loved the song immediately. My way of saying thank you was, are you sure? Because you sound lovely singing it, and it's almost like you could do it. Huh. But think about that. Think about their two voices. That is an art song, right? Oh, That's yeah. his song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, everybody should know this one. Uh, which classical, this is number 14, which classical composer was deaf? Mozart. Beethoven. Beethoven. Beethoven, yeah. Trick Damn question. It. Trick question, number 15. Uh-oh. What did Stevie Ray Vaughan name his most beloved guitar? Betty. Hmm. Didn't know he named any of them. Okay, it was Jimbo. I'll give it to you. What Jimbo. guitar <laughs> was it? Well, it had to be a Strat, obviously. Yeah, yeah, obviously. You'd assume it was the Strat that he had SRV on and it was sure. all beat yeah. up, right, right, right? No, it was a 1951, it was Jimbo, a 1951 Fender Broadcaster. Wow. I never yeah. saw him play a Broadcaster. No, ever. Um, the guitar itself has an interesting history, presumed lost for decades, shrouded in mystery. Uh, even the model of the guitar being debated over the years. It, it was first owned by his brother, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Vaughn, uh, to, to, to Fabulous Thunderbirds, right? 
Correct. Yep. Yeah, he carved Jimbo into the back and later gave it to his 12-year-old brother, Stevie. Oh. Huh. Now, like, now I am looking things up. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. A cool guitar, but you're right, John. The only guitar I ever saw him play was that uh, Strat. Uh, question in, uh, in 2018, that guitar sold for a quarter million dollars. Whoa. Yeah, I saw that. Oh wow! I wonder oh, who owns it. I just hate when Yikes. that kind of stuff gets to the greedy public's hands. It should be in the rock yeah, and it's roll. Pro- it's probably hanging, hanging on a wall somewhere in some guy's office or yeah. own <sighs> basement. Um, I'm skipping Somebody who doesn't even play the guitar. Exactly. Looks like a... Um, <laughs> what iconic... This is... I'm skipping up to 18. What iconic Nashville club does Garth Brooks call the beginning and the mecca and the end? Huh. The Bluebird Cafe. Bluebird. It's one of these, and I'm pretty sure we've seen it in, uh, what was the Ken Burns documentary? Just country music, right? Country music, yep. And who is the country writer, uh, songwriter I turned you on to recently, John? Just a couple of weeks ago, I told you about a documentary about him. Uh, I can't remember his name. Hmm. Anyway, it's the Bluebird. It's one of the world's most preeminent listening rooms. It's gained worldwide recognition as a songwriter's performance space where the heroes behind the hits perform their own songs, songs that have been uh, recorded by chart-topping artists and genres. You can see a film of that all over YouTube where there'll just be a ring of famous songwriters sitting around. One will do a song. The next one will do a song, you know, on and on and on. And people will cheer and sing along and... Uh, here's one for Don. What languages does Shakira speak? Shakira, Spanish. One, two, three, four, or Portuguese. five, six. Yeah, that's it, two. Oh, how many? Oh, she speaks more than two? No, no, yeah. Give me, uh, the languages she speaks. Okay. Spanish, English, yeah. Portuguese, um, French? Arab? Uh, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> let's I see. Um, I almost how gave about one away. Arabic? Yes. And what? There's one more. Yeah. Um, Mandarin. I mean, that would be A- Italian. Cantonese. Okay. Right. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, I, yeah. I love that, man. That. It, Wouldn't that be cool? In, I barely speak English. I okay. Know. <laughs> I, it's just like one of the regrets of my life so far that I never. You know, I had Spanish in high school, but it. I didn't. You know, I right. can sort of understand what people are saying, but when it comes to, like, I can just hear, like, every tenth word. And I'm like, okay, they're talking about paddleboarding or whatever, you know. But <laughs> the fact that I just, you know, I can speak it, but then someone speaks back to me and I have no idea what they're saying. You know, I just, man. My sister, one of my sisters was a Spanish major, and she, I think she now teaches, she either teaches I think she teaches English to Spanish kids. I don't know, one or the Mm -hmm. other, or Spanish to English kids. Uh, And one time she's walking down the sidewalk, and a couple of guys started talking about her. And she uh, could hear the understanding. (laughs) (laughs) And she turned and lit into him. And she's as white and as blonde as you could possibly be, like a northern Minnesota white. That's perfect. Uh, here's a good one. Here's something I didn't know. Who to date has won the most Grammys of all time? Ooh. Most Grammys. Is uh, it somebody from the rock and roll era? No. 
No, okay. Not Sinatra? No. Beyonce? A guy or named... Beyonce? Whatever you <laughs> said earlier. Beyonce. 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 Is it George when it's spelled G-O-R-G-E-O-R-G? Or is that Horg? Horg. G-E-O-R-G-E is George. It's George without an E on the end. Oh, Okay, oh, without a need. Yeah, you could have just said that. Yeah. Horge. Yeah. Uh, Salty is his last name. 31 wins, 74 nominations. What, uh, what's he, he doing? I've never heard of he, him. Yeah. Uh, he he's, a, he's a conductor. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, and he's been, gone, he's been gone since 97, and he still holds the record. 31 wins, 74 nominations. Wow. We could have done a six-hour show, and I'd have never gotten that one. Oh, yeah. ever? No, no, I've never knows. heard of him. Yeah. never heard of the guy. Wow. I don't even know how to pronounce his first name. <laughs> uh, 21, Adele credits what political figure for making her career what it is today? Political figure, Margaret mm. Thatcher. <laughs> I don't know. She's British. Sarah Palin. Can you really? guess why? No. Can you guess why? The night that Adele was on SNL, Sarah Palin was also on, so the entire world tuned in to see Sarah Palin and Tina Fey, and Adele was on that night, wow. and I guess after and that, learned it really about her took there. off. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. Isn't that fascinating? That is. I thought maybe she was inspired by her in some way, and I was like, I got to hear this. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is really um, going to be... Wow, okay. One, two, three, four, five. There's five members in NWA, original members. Give me three of them. Okay, old dirty bastard. Um, nope. No, no, no. Nope. I'm sorry. NWA. Um, Dr. Dre. Yes. Um, Flava. Flava Flav. Nope. No, Easy E. Yes. Um, you want how many? Three? Yeah. Um, Come on, Chuck, the biggest channel of them all. Chuck D. Was no. Chuck D in NWA? No, but Chuck oh. D was with Flav. Snoop Dogg, right? No. Original. Uh-huh. Q. Huh. Q-tip. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Okay. Ice Cube. Yeah. Boy, that yeah. is really shameful. Can we please take that out of the podcast, but I don't know that we, right now? We will. We will erase okay. that. We'll get rid of that. Well, what, uh, okay. what, what was Flav, Flav I, and Chuck D? What, what band Public were Enemy. Whatever. Public, Public Enemy. Enemy. God, I'm an idiot. E. Yeah, well, you're old. You're elderly. Gentlemen. I am also I'm, I'm old. An old white guy. Well, <laughs> Here's another one I didn't learn. Question I didn't know. Uh, question twenty three. Which member of the Runaways competed on Jeopardy? What? Yeah, Jeopardy. Uh, either well, I only know two of them. Uh, Joan Jett or uh, Sherry uh, Curie. What was her last name? Jackie Fox. Really, I didn't know that. Not only that. Oh. She's she a did? lawyer. Yeah, she won big, and she wouldn't let the producers tell the public until day three who she really was. Oh, funny. Isn't wow. that something? Yeah, that she's brilliant. Funny. She's at, And also, in 1980, she was on the dating game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but don't you think the world needs to see the original? They're all still alive, right? I think they are. I think so, yeah. Yeah, those three need uh, three. There's 
five of them, wasn't there? Uh, I thought there were four. But four, yeah. Five. Those four need to get together and reform. We've got to see a Runaways tour. I mean, there's just no question. Oh, just watch it. the movie with Kristen Stewart. Yeah, I'm just kidding. It's not the same. No. <laughs> just I just kidding. wanted to try uh, and make you crabby again. <laughs> CBGBs. What's CBGB stand for? It's, it's a club in the Bowery. It used to be. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. It's where I saw I, pimp I have no beating idea the hell out of a saw the pimp beating the hell out of a hooker there one night. Oh my yes. Yeah. I don't think I've uh, ever seen a pimp in real life. Oh really? As far as you know, anyway, huh? No, except for <laughs> Joe Sussure, he's kind of a pimp, isn't he? <laughs> I, John, I can't believe you don't know this. I, I don't. Country. I don't think I've ever known what it's called. Country, for. bluegrass, mm-hmm. and blues. Really? So because it was a different the, kind of club at one point. The huh? original owner wanted to open up that, and he was having a tough go of it when he started letting the kids play there. And uh, as a bonus, obviously, you don't know that owner's name. No. And I'm proud to say I actually met him, and he was crabbier than I've ever been. Oh. Hill, Hilly Crystal. Hilly, yeah. Hilly, yeah. Hilly Crystal is okay, quite the Okay, well, character. I'd be crabby, too, if my parents named me Hilly Crystal <laughs> and there's a person named Billy Crystal out there. Oh, that's a good point. And I people were like, oh, Hilly Billy Crystal, <laughs> yeah. you know? It's spelled differently. Okay, but yeah. <laughs> come on. All right, last better. question, and we'll put this bit to uh, bed forever. Uh, question number 25. What do Drake, Taylor Swift, and the Beatles all have in common? They stayed at the top of the Billboard Hot 100 for the same amount of time. You're very close. They all they, had, I'm sorry, I was going to say five records in the top ten or something. They all that. replaced themselves oh. at number one. Number one. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, at number one. That to me is an amazing, uh, amazing bit of trivia. Can you believe how do you feel about that when you replace yourself? Well, I, I guess <laughs> I think I'm you making, feel good. I'm like this, making less okay. less money on this song and more money on this more song. More on that one, yeah. So Taylor Swift has had so much success. I personally don't really get it. Music yeah. is subjective, so I don't really yeah. get it. I'm, yeah. I don't really feel like there's anything really extraordinary about her. People right. say that she's a good song, songwriter. She writes some catchy tunes. But let's just set that aside, like whatever you think about Taylor Swift. She has so much money, and she's yeah. done all of these things, like beat yeah. herself and broken all these records. Why would you ever get mad about anything ever? I find her to <laughs> be angry a lot, and I'm like, girl, what is wrong with you? Like, yeah. wouldn't you just be yeah. like, hey, I've pretty much conquered music. Yeah. I mean, she just gets upset and attacks people on social media sometimes, and I, I understand. The whole fight about her music and owning her music, I do support that. But other little things where you're like, I, well, I, I, don't, I don't know what's why. That guy's, what's his name, Dawn? Um, he's a manager for a lot of other artists. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Scooter, Scooter, Scooter Braun. Braun. Yeah. Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande. Yeah. So who are we to believe? Because all these other artists like him. Right? I know. They love him. They it's, think he's it's cool. It's weird. And she's the one artist that doesn't. Uh-huh. What's going on there? Well, it sounds like there's a common denominator, and it's her. <laughs> you know, when somebody <laughs> starts you. talking about their life, and they're like, this person did me wrong, and this person, and this boyfriend, and this boyfriend, and you're like, they all have something in common, and it's you. 
So maybe you should look at you. <laughs> I don't know. Oh boy, I don't want the. Swi- I doubt if any Swifties listen to this podcast. No, I, think but I think we're safe. I think we're safe. Yeah. 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 John, what does uh, Dill, what does your son say about her? Has he ever said anything? Uh, he thinks some of the stuff that uh, she writes is very catchy. He's not a huge fan. Yeah, catchy. But, uh, but so he doesn't by, dislike her. He just does. Uh, so by, can I read between the lines? By catchy, yeah. do you mean pedestrian? Well, I think he respects what she does as an artist. Mm-hmm. But it's not anything that he's attracted to like he is other artists. I don't know how else to put it. Right. He, he has no... Yeah. Dislike for or you know whatever. Yeah, I can I can say oh okay I like that song but I just don't get the obsession and why she's achieved so much. She can she can make a hit record yeah. and she writes her own songs, but um, I don't under I don't think it's extraordinary. None of her exactly. songs are ever going to make me cry or yeah. make me feel anything really. Right. Yeah. Right. Minnesota's newest car club. It's called the Mid-Minnesota Motorheads. And wouldn't you know it, they're right here in my backyard in Mid-Minnesota. Uh, the Mid-Minnesota Motorheads, they celebrate all manner of cool vehicles, especially hot rods. But i, I got to warn you, it doesn't have to be a hot rod. Uh, you know what? I bet they'd let you show up in your Uncle Al's Brown Studebaker Rambler from the early 60s. Uh, but this is a club that actually has a higher purpose in life. Yes, it's cars, it's motors, etc., but they raise funds to support the Eagles Healing Nest. It's based in Sox Center. Uh, the Healing Nest helps veterans, service members, and their families who suffer from, uh, we call them invisible wounds of war like PS, PTSD and the like. Uh, and you can find them on Facebook. There you go to Facebook, you're going to learn about upcoming events and how you can help the Eagles Healing Nest. And you've got to, if you've got a car, even if you don't, if you just love cars, you've got to look into joining. And when you're on the Mid-Minnesota Motorheads Facebook site, be sure you got to do this. Like, comment, and share that page. It helps get the word out. It's a great new car club. It benefits benef- uh, veterans. It's called the Mid-Minnesota Motorheads, and you can check them out on Facebook. All right, we got my uh, show prep out of the way. Did you guys do any show prep? <laughs> Very different yeah. stories than what you had, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good. Good. John, why don't you uh, sure. do something? Okay, I think you're going to like this one because it's about a 90-year-old man who punched his neighbor in the face. <laughs> okay? I love him already. All right. <laughs> he lives in Florida. His name is Thomas Conrad, and he got all worked up last Saturday he thought his neighbor's gardener was stepping onto his lawn. Of course. <laughs> Get off my lawn. So he started hassling him about it. And it must have been pretty loud because the neighbor came outside. Uh, 46-year-old Jack Henson is his name. And told Thomas, the old man, to cool it. So they started arguing. Thomas, which is the old guy, hurled some profanities and threatened to punch Jack in the face. So Jack, who's 46, said, go ahead and punch me. And the 90-year-old man did punch him twice in the face. (laughs) They called the cops, and he just used the excuse. He was like, he told me to do it. The cops (laughs) arrested him for a misdemeanor battery and then tacked on a charge of resisting arrest because I guess he didn't go quietly. Um, he was trying to kick them off his property, the cops as well. Oh, um, he's out oh. on of uh, jail, though. He had a $2,000 bond, but 90 years old. Get off my what, lawn. What's, what's his name? I've got, I've got to see this guy. Uh, Thomas Conrad. 
How, how hard can a 90-year-old man hit you? I know. That'd be, that'd be. It depends on if he's like a war veteran. I mean, there are many veterans out there that I wouldn't want. It doesn't matter how old they are, you know? Yep. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he looks He looks like he'd take a swing at you. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Um, Buddy Hackett, he looks like a really old, old version okay, of Buddy yeah, Hackett. Okay. <laughs> yeah, great. Oh, awesome. Yikes. I got to hang his picture up in the crappy coffee <laughs> Sure, you can know, Is it his mugshot? Awesome. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, I got to print this out. This is fantastic. Oh. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun stories like that on the smokinggun.com if you ever look at that yeah. it uh, has a lot of arrests on there from celebrities and everything they <laughs> carry on about I I have a story that uh, Kenny and I briefly talked about yesterday and it's one of those stories that has a horrible finish shall we say but it's so bizarre that we kind of thought we have to Okay. We should use, and we didn't talk about it in depth. We just basically both read the headline. Okay. And went, and yeah, let's put this one there. So, uh, and this this may bring things to a crashing halt. If it does, I'm extremely sorry. Oh, I've already yeah, forgot right. what it was. A marriage proposal ended in tragedy after oh. a small small plane. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? He's already laughing. That's okay. After, Go ahead. After a small plane towing a Will You Marry Me banner crashed on an island near Montreal in Canada. Oh. I think that's, that's a sign right there. Don't do it, yeah. Just be forever partners. The passenger in the small Cessna 172 aircraft was killed, but the pilot oh. survived. The banner is believed to have fallen in the St. Lawrence River shortly before the plane went down. They have not yet recovered the banner, and Canada's Transportation Safety Board hasn't released any details of the deceased passenger, and they say they're still not clear if the deceased passenger was connected to the actual marriage proposal or just flying in the plane with pilot Jean Piero Ciambella, who's the owner of Publicite Aerogram. Uh-huh. I bet it was an employee. They're not going to let the groom go up there. You know, what's the point? He's probably down on the ground with the bride. Going, look up in the sky. Uh, what? Okay, now what? turn your. Okay. What? I don't left. see it. Wait, I gotta go get my cheaters. <laughs> I fell in the water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the company advertises itself as Canada's leader in aerial advertising, offering banner towing and skywriting. So, Kenny, you might be right. This might be a sign. You might yeah. want to not move forward. We did, we did. Writing. I haven't heard, I haven't seen that in a really long time. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a lost art, as they say. Yeah. Um, and we don't know if they ended up getting engaged or married. Or we do, we do not. There was no follow up to. I think after the reporter probably went. I don't want any 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 other part of the story. I, I need wow. to stop now. So. Can you top that one, Don? Um, well, there was a woman who had a lot of pain in her ear. This is a viral video that's going around. It was actually from 2017. Uh, you can find it. Um, oh, um, I think I know where you're going. Okay, so she had this terrible pain in her ear. She went to the hospital. Doctors found a tiny spider crawling inside her oh, ear canal. Oh, my God. You can see the video of the spider. You need to search Doctor Find Spider in uh, Woman's no, Ear. No, it's from no, Jordan Media. No, no. I'm like, that is such a perfect little shot of that spider. Is this... Is this, um, not Photoshop, but is this some type of 
video trickery. You know what oh, I mean? This just stuff to get really views. happens. I mean, it's not just in the ocean and the water. I mean, things can get you while uh-huh. you're sleeping. Uh-huh. I actually you're had sleeping. I had a friend who took their family camping. It was actually a friend of my parents, and they had their daughter with them. She was like nine years old. They were really mad because she woke up in the night. She said her ear hurt really bad, and it wouldn't go away. She had an earache, and they're like, get over it. We're camping, you know? Yeah. And then she really <laughs> just didn't that. sleep all night. It was awful. So they finally were like, well, I guess we'll pack up. They took her in, and um, some type of a bug or worm had crawled in her ear and was, like, nesting and making oh. eggs. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Anyway, so that is, like, super terrifying. Do I need to sleep with earplugs in when I go camping? <laughs> camping? You should be doing it in your own house. Yeah. There's spiders all over in your house. Come on. is that? I think that's kind of fake. You know, all of that, like, you eat 100 spiders in your lifetime. That's not real. I was just going to say, seven a year, right? Don't they say you eat seven spiders a year while you're sleeping? That can't be right. Who's monitoring Eat them? You you mean they crawl into your your mouth while you're sleeping? And then, like, you eat. There's a statistic like that. (laughs) I don't want. Because it's a nice, warm, dark, moist cave. (laughs) Your mouth. (laughs) Your mouth? Your mouth. Yikes. I keep my mouth closed when I sleep, I think. Wow. I, so. I would think that the raucous snoring would scare them away. That's true. Yeah. They're yeah. like, what is that? <laughs> uh, there is an old story, bringing it back to the music angle you had at the beginning, Kenny, that uh, during a concert, a moth flew into Eddie Van Halen's ear, and he thought he got it out, but went to bed that night, woke up the next day with an excruciating headache, and uh, at some point, a moth popped out, had been living in his ear canal. I don't know if that's apocryphal or if it's true, but I've read it numerous places. Doesn't Royce tell a story about the early days of the twins? Uh, Butch Weininger. Yeah, because a moth flew in his ear. Yeah, the catcher for the twins, Butch Weininger, had a moth fly in his ear. And the manager for the opposing team was freaking out. Who would would have that been? It was the crazy Earl Weaver who was known to complain about about a lot of things, and they delayed the game long enough that he got very angry. And uh, Patrick tells this story. He says he went, laid between home plate and the pitcher's mound, and made, you know, like wings, like snow angel wings, because he was so angry. If you're, even if you're not a baseball fan, do yourself a favor, go to YouTube, and I I don't know, go to Google and just type in Earl Weaver, what, John, gets kicked out, or Earl Weaver rants and raves, or Earl Weaver, Earl Weaver anything. Uh, Yeah, and you will watch this for a good hour. He is just the funniest yeah. manager in the whole. He actually, in the process of getting kicked out of one of these fights, he decided he was going to kick the ump out. He's like, no, you're rejected. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there is one in particular where he and the umpire get into it and just keep insulting each other back and forth. It's and, hysterical. That's the one where Earl walks, starts walking away, but then yep. he turns around and starts coming back. <laughs> three, three different times. Like, he's going to go back to the dugout, and all of a sudden he turns out, and one more thing! And Don, he's a a little guy. He's like five foot oh. one. He's oh. really funny. Oh, that is yeah, little. That's uh, yeah, if, yeah. If you don't like swearing, though, uh, don't watch that because Earl and the Empire oh, throw some words around. Yeah, that. there, there's. Yeah, he, he. I think he's got his own chapter in the swearing dictionary. <laughs> oh, Earl yeah. also. I know. I know we're not doing a baseball podcast here, but he's also the fellow who. 
uh, got stopped by an officer after a night out on the town and looked at the officer and said, uh, you don't have to bother doing any tests. I'm hammered. Okay. I like that. Just like, listen, I'm drunk. Just take me in. Do you get it? I mean, obviously, yeah, he, DWI. He did, yes, yes. Oh, man. And there's, do you, um, you don't spend a lot of time on Twitter, Don, but there's a great account called um, Super 70 Sports. Um, and it's just about life in the 70s. It's not necessarily about sports, but it's about life growing up in the 70s and early 80s. And there's a picture of Earl and his wife, and his wife is, what, a foot taller than him. But she's got between her fingers the longest Virginia Slim I have ever seen. It's got to <laughs> oh, be a six-inch like cigarette. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. an yeah. extra-long filter. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Jeez. All right. What do you got, Don? Um, okay. So in Pennsylvania, this is the Halloween story. The Humane Society got a call recently regarding a pet tarantula that was supposedly oh, stranded on top of a house. In San Mateo, so an animal control officer rushed over to the scene with a plastic enclosure to capture the animal. Um, so they got up there with a ladder, and um, the tarantula was just waiting there. The concerned caller and two of the homeowners were looking on, and once she reached the top and was able to get a closer look, it dawned on her it was just a forgotten Halloween decoration. Oh. <laughs> so they had a lot of fun with it. They shared the photo of the eight-legged hoax on Instagram on Sunday afternoon. Um, I guess if you don't like spiders, that's the better outcome, they say. Um, gosh, you know, there's just to worry about a spider on top of a roof that you see. I mean, okay. I wouldn't. This brings up sorry, a question. I wouldn't care. Okay. Uh, you find a spider in the house. What do you do? Do you well, I kill it? You and I kill it. Yeah. John, uh, it depends on the kind of spider. I'll let a daddy long legs live because I know they'll just hang there and eat bugs. But really, uh, ugly, ugly spiders, I will kill immediately. Uh, while you were in Florida, you were gone both Friday and then this Monday. Yeah. Uh, Shannon filled in for I don't know one of you, and she's one of these people that when she finds a spider in her house. She gets a little Tupperware thing or something, gets it in there, takes it outside, and relocates it to the out no. outdoors. So it no. can just come back in the next day? That's what I said. That's what I said. No, I first look and see if it's like a black widow or a, a one of those fiddlebacks. Well, what's it called? Oh, brown recluse. I don't know. You yeah, guys have those? Yeah. Do we have them? We. I am Dawn? a Minnesotan now. Do we have <laughs> those here? I think we do because a couple of weeks ago when I was working on the shop, I saw the biggest bodied spider I had ever seen. And I'm going to say the body of that thing was bigger than a dime. Mm -hmm. It was huge and frightening. Yeah. Well, um, it could my, have been, uh, a, yeah, one of the my, bad ones. My, my <laughs> roommate was there and snapped numerous photos um, of it. And then I sent it to heaven. Oh, I yeah, you sent it, it to heaven. Did it have, yeah. like, an hourglass-shaped thing on its yes. back? Okay, yes. that's, that's a brown recluse. And those things will kill you, right? Oh, yeah. My cousin in California once got – he didn't know that he got bit. It was in his sleep. He had been partying the night before. Um, and by the he it poisoned him, and he slept for 12 hours. And they were like, "What? It, why is he sleeping so much? And they woke him up. 
and thank God they woke his brother woke him up because he was missing work. But he had a hole in his leg the size of a golf ball where it had started eating away the. Fat. Oh, you're making this up. No, making, no, that's why you oh. have to be afra- afraid of those. Oh. They can kill you oh, and poison you for sure. So he has a huge scar that's like a big hole. They said if he would have slept longer, if he didn't have his, you know, this is my first cousin. John, you're typing. Are they in Minnesota? Is that what I saw? <laughs> it's, it's, I'm just trying to see what they look like. And uh, We're not ending this show until I find out what's going on with these yeah, things. Yeah, send me a picture of that. I know what they look like. Are they I used to go black, widows, black widows are black, and they have a red-shaped thing on their back. I don't know that we have those. In, okay. in, we also uh, have tarantulas they, down in Missouri, my home Missouri. state. What a dirty, gross state Missouri <laughs> Yeah, that's what my boyfriend yuck. calls it, dirty old Missouri. <laughs> yeah, with spiders. Every, every once in a while, people are bit by brown recluse spiders in Minnesota. The spider is also known as the violin spider due to the violin-shaped spot mm-hmm. on its head. Yeah. Holy balls. Or a fiddleback, as I called it. My country way of describing that. It's a fiddleback. <laughs> fiddleback. <laughs> well, you know. Um, we have black widows, too. I didn't know that. Bug bombs will get them, though, those right? Are, those no, are very we, recognizable because we, they're black we, and have a red thing. We don't, but you know where the first oh. uh, place is that says you can find them? Dirty Your old home Missouri. State. Yep, Dirty old Central Missouri. Missouri. Yes. Okay. okay. I'm from southwest Missouri. And Iowa is between us, right? We've got Iowa separating us yes, from you? Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank God for Iowa. Um, Which we never said that before, have we? I'm oh, just kidding. I, I don't have no problem with Iowa. I don't that might know. be the first. Uh, but a bug bomb will take care of these, right? You, you set off the bomb, you leave your house for six hours or whatever, come back, all the bugs are dead. I, I don't know anything about bug bombs. Maybe yeah, we should get a sponsor, yeah, bug no. bomb guy. <laughs> bug bombs. Know? I used to use them on the outhouse um, I wish, back, um, back when I was growing up on the prairie. Oh, the outhouse. <laughs> the 20s. Oh, God. Wow. You had an outhouse? Uh, it was just a camping site outhouse. Okay. So it was not no big deal. Uh, oh, I, I think we have time for one more, John. One more. Uh, yeah, let's do this one. Uh, us folks who uh, grew up working in radio, a lot of people think we're all outgoing and, you know, most of us though, are introverts and yes. we can't stand talking yes. to people. Aloof. Well, <laughs> aloof, yes, stand thank you. Talking to people. <laughs> well, in, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Engaging, this is a new study, in conversation though with strangers instead of sticking to small talk improves our well being, according to a new study. Ooh. Whether avoiding eye contact on the subway or resorting to awkward chit-chat about the weather when talking to people, it's common for people to think a stranger will have no interest in hearing what we have to say. However, the new research suggests most people will actually benefit from having a deep and meaningful chat with someone they don't know. Yeah. The uh, University of Chicago Booth School of Business uh, is uh, responsible for this research. They said, if connecting with others in deep and meaningful ways increases well-being, then why aren't people doing it more often in daily life? Hmm. The study had groups talking in small talk and other groups delving deeper into serious topics about life. By the end of the study, the researchers found that both interesting and dry conversations felt less awkward and led to greater feelings of connectedness and enjoyment than the participants had expected. Oh. And so then they outgoing. can just walk away and go, okay, I never have to deal with that person again. Apparently, That's yes. what I would think. Like, oh, great, I got <laughs> something out of that. See ya. 
I've always thought that talking to others is highly overrated, and in silence <laughs> is, is can go a long way with silence. I the absolutely people... do not want anyone to talk to me on the light rail. Under oh, no circumstances. light rail. No, oh. no. Mm-mm. What about uh, bathrooms where there's multi stalls? Are you talking between the stall walls um, to each other? Oh, how's your day going? Yeah, did you see what's for uh, eating in the cafeteria? Stuff like that. Small talk. No. No, so no, women no. don't do that, huh? Do, I do don't they? think so. I've never encountered unless you know it's Elizabeth Reese in there or somebody like Alexis. Uh, I know her and started talking about people from our building here. Um, and you saw them go in the stall. Then you have to talk because it's very awkward. Like you're forced to talk <laughs> yeah, because no. then you're like, now they're going to hear me pee, and yeah. I want to try to muffle that sound by talking. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it'd be nice. That's why I like really loud uh, exhaust fans in bathrooms. I want them, the, 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 you know, yes. as loud as like a jet warming up. So why doesn't every hotel have that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's the worst. The bathroom sounds are the worst. Um, and, and I've said this on the air many, many times. Um, the bathroom next to radio there in the building that you work in, mm-hmm. Don, um, when you're at the urinal, your back is to the door. And you can't see who's coming in. So whenever I would stand at the urinal and I would hear the door open, I would always say the same thing. You're not going to poop, are you? <laughs> Every time. Oh, God. Every time. And one time it was Kevin James, the mall cop guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. He starts laughing, and I finish up, and I turn around. It's like, oh, mall cop. Oh, I, my I gosh. Like, mall cop. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. I bet he used that in some kind of comedy act later. Hilarious. He uh, might have put it in a show. Like writing. Wow. Get on the list right now. I'm talking about Aim High Construction, <laughs> MN.com. They can tackle just about any job that he needs doing from roofing, siding, decking, remodels, whatever you want, restorations, brand new construction. Absolutely. Aim High Construction, they can help you with every step along the way, including design. Uh, a full service con- company based with. Uh, um, based here in Minnesota and western Wisconsin, absolutely obsessed with quality craftsmanship. We used them at our house in South Minneapolis. Very, very satisfied uh, with the results. But here's the deal. Since hooking up with GL a year or two ago, the calendar pretty full. Uh, so they're booking jobs for months down the road. But as a customer, I can tell you it's worth the wait. And if you've got an emergency Give them a call anyway. I, I, you know, despite what I'm saying to you, if you've got an emergency that needs to be done right now, today, or by the end of the week, the the end of next week, give Aim High a construction. Uh, give them a call. They're on the web at aimhighconstructionmn.com. And that is going to do it for us. Thank you to Don McLean and John Height, uh, and thank you to uh, all of you for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts.